Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Create a brighter future with a savings plan from Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. You've been texting us in your droves, to be honest, uh, on 51551 about the eviction ban. Should it be extended or not? We're going to talk about this temporary uh, eviction ban now. It's due to expire, as you know at the end of March. The opposition is looking for an extension to the ban to avoid a slew of evictions. Uh, The Labour Party wanted clarity for renters tonight, uh, but the government said they would provide clarity before St. Patrick's Day and that the issue is being currently worked on, said the Taoiseach, by the Housing Minister Dara O'Brien and the Attorney General as well. Leo Varankar went on to speak about what he called a new form of homelessness. We also have to consider the fact that uh, it is creating a new form of homelessness. Uh, People who can't move into houses and apartments that they own. People coming back from Dubai, coming back from Australia, coming back from England who find that they're unable uh, to move back into their own homes. Uh, We also have the matter of people, for example, who might have bought uh, an apartment in Dublin or Cork for when their daughter or son goes to college, who now can't move their own daughter or son into into the property they bought. That matters too. They're people too. Uh, and we need to take that into account. They are people too, said the Taoiseach and the Dáil, to discuss the merits of extending the current temporary ban on evictions brought in in, in October of last year. I'm joined by Kian O'Callaghan, who's a TD and housing spokesperson for the Social Democrats, and also by Pat Davitt, who's CEO of IPAV. You're both very welcome to the programme. Let me get uh, let, let me ask you the question directly, as I ask listeners, uh, Kian O'Callaghan, extend the eviction ban or not? I think the eviction ban has to be extended. I don't think there's a, the government has much choice uh, in this. We have the highest ever uh, number of people who are homeless and living in emergency accommodation. Uh, more than 11,500 people. We're at an absolute crisis point there. And I think given the constraints on supply and that the government hasn't delivered the kind of supply that we need of social affordable, cost rental, affordable rental homes, uh, I think that there's an imperative to stop more and more people becoming homeless uh, to extend the eviction ban and then to use that time well to increase capacity, which the government has failed to do so far. Okay, Pat Davitt. Thank you, Connor. Indeed, from my from from IPAP's point of view and from my point of view personally, uh, no, we don't feel this eviction ban should be extended. And as a matter of fact, uh, to exactly the problems that Kean is speaking about is what we talked about when it was first brought in or first mooted last October, and we said these things would happen, and these things have happened. That there's going to be an avalanche of people who want to their properties back, and unfortunately, people are going to be evicted, and they're going to have to look for other properties. So that we don't feel it's right. We don't think... I'm delighted to hear the Taoiseach today speaking in the Dáil because these are some of the people that our agents and members represent, people coming back from other prop- from other countries who want their properties back and want to live in so, it themselves for themselves but, but, and their by families. By your own logic, Pat, then, if the uh, ban on evictions isn't extended, there, there will be an avalanche of people who want their properties back, thus there will be an avalanche of homelessness. Well, there'll be an avalanche of other people looking for properties because I... I, I, but I, I, just, I let's rest on that for a second. The effect of what you're saying is that there will be an avalanche of evictions and in the middle of a housing crisis, people will be made homeless. Isn't that right? Well, people will be made homeless, but they'll have to look for other accommodation. 
Where? That's what they'll have to... Well, they'll have to look... There's many properties at the top of the market, which is, again, incorrect, because there are many properties that you can rent at much higher rents than what a lot of the properties that people want their properties back are being paid at the and moment. And most can't afford it, Pat. Well, they can't afford it, but a, a tenant that's in a property and somebody comes back and wants their property back and they want it for themselves and their family, surely to God they have a right to get that property back. In it's the middle of a housing them. crisis, though. Yeah, it's not is, is it not... Let, let me ask you this, though. Would landlords be open to refining the eviction ban? So let's say that... Um, and we, let's bear in mind, we, it's temporary. It's in the middle of a housing crisis. Uh, and we're not expecting landlords, or, or most people are not expecting landlords to live without their property for for ad infinitum, let's say, uh, because there are property rights in the Constitution. But let's say if the, the rent is being paid and the, the property is being looked after, no evictions, would that be okay? But, like, how do we know it's not going to be infantinitum, as you say? Like, the last time that this was brought in was five months ago, and at that particular time, Keen and other people like him were saying that time needs to be used by the government to bring more properties into the marketplace. And now we hear exactly the same thing today, because nothing has happened over the past five months. And, like, it's fine in saying you're going to evict people uh, in the middle of a housing crisis and that the person cannot get back their property, but somebody is going to be property less. Is it going to be the person who owns the property or is it going to be the person who's living that, in the property? What uh, about that, Keanu That's the point that the Taoiseach was making. Yeah, I, I think it's important to say the situation in most European countries is that if you rent and you pay your rent and it's on time and you're not engaged in antisocial behaviour, you're not breaking your lease, conditions of your lease, then you can't be you know, subject to eviction. That's the standard situation in most European countries. Uh, it's also fair to say in most European countries, if you own a home uh, and you have it rented out and you want to get you know, possession of it back to live in it yourself, that is also uh, allowed for uh, what isn't uh, allowed for in most countries is uh, the situation that pertains in Ireland most of the time where there is kind of no-fault evictions where, you know, good tenants, good renters who are doing everything right can be uh, can be evicted. So well, let's really not talk we should... about most European countries because we have the Irish constitution which uh, proffers uh, special rights on, on property owners, doesn't it? So... The, the question being posed by Pat, I suppose, is somebody will be property-less. Will it be the person who's renting or will it be, be the person who owns that property? Where does the right fall, I wonder? Yeah, and, and our constitution also talks correctly about the common good and having to balance uh, interests in terms of the common good. Look, what we're talking about here is we are talking about a situation where uh, children are growing up in hotel rooms, uh, living there for prolonged periods of time. There's infants trying to learn to crawl in spaces that are completely confined and it's even affecting their development at that early and key stage in their life. We're talking about people who are renting and paying very high rents in a lot of instances, really sick and worried in the pit of their stomach as to what will happen if they get an eviction notice. Uh, You know, I would be dealing with uh, families in my constituency where uh, their children, for example, would have learning uh, disabilities where they've put huge work in in their schools with the support of their teachers, their SNAs, and they've really turned the wheel uh, in terms of their children's development. And then they're subject uh, to an eviction gross, notice, and all of that is uh, uprooted. That is a gross and, and chronic failure of the state, without question. But the question, I suppose, we're uh, honing in on here is: Are, are we expecting? Um, I suppose it's this in terms of property rights: Is the state diminishing? a private citizen's property rights enshrined in the Constitution due to the state's own failure that you've been pointing out. And is that right? 
There's no doubt there's a state and a government failure here and look, if we're going to you know, crack this, we need more affordable supply and there's government has a key role in that and that is ultimately the, the answer here. No question about that. But look, you know, so and how landlords... Long, how landlords, long should the private citizens' property rights be uh, restricted by then? How long should yeah, the, but, the ban be extended by? But but let's let's just and look. Landlords play a very most of them play a very positive role in ter- in terms of what they do. But they can't have it both ways either. Landlords also benefit from huge state subventions, mainly through the form of HAP payments. So either directly through those HAP payments, or even if you're not renting out through HAP, the yeah. the scale of HAP without actually question. pushes and up rents, have been rents jacked up across question, the entire uh, sector. Uh, but you're saying that the ban on eviction should be extended, which is a serious matter for landlords in terms of their rights. How long should it be extended? Should it be extended by, in your opinion? I, I have to say, and, and I think that what we should be doing here actually is a proper reform of the private rent sector rather than these piecemeal reforms, different extensions. I mean, landlords, you know, fairly enough criticised that there's been about 88 different statutory instruments and 21 no, you're changes not in legislation. Well, I, I think we'll need to do it at least to the end of the year. But actually what we should be doing is bringing in proper security for renters to bring us in line with the European norm and, okay, you know, and that's a wider issue that we'll, we'll come to in due course. But uh, Pat, let me uh, put that to you. Extension at least to the end of the year. Well, let's look at a couple of things that Kean said first. He talked about landlords. They, they, they were uh, getting this HAP payments form and that they should be, many of them should be delighted with it and great that they were getting all these payments. These payments are for rent. They're not handouts by HAP to any, by any means. Exorbitant further, rents, And furthermore... Exorbitant rents, Pat. Yeah, well, maybe they're exorbitant in some cases. I don't know that. They I mean, are, in, without question. They have uh, increased exponentially over the last number of years, way beyond inflation. Well, we, again, that's another question that we don't actually know, Connor. We don't know how much the rents it's have formic. increased. It's We do know that. No, we know that rent in, in RPSZs have increased by 19% over the past, since 2016. We know properties outside the RPSZs have increased by over 75%, which is a different kettle of fish to what we're talking about here. And what was inflation? It well, was 2% for a lot of that time. Well, that may well be the case, but 2% is the max that you can increase the property inside an RPZ at the moment. And but, that's but, where, but, that's but where that, we are. That would be in line with inflation until it went uh, uh, very high because of energy costs in the war last year or so. But l- let me ask you this, um, and you, you were tr- going to pick up, Keen on a number of points, but let me, let me zero in on this one. Uh, the extension to the end of the year of the ev- eviction ban, if that were to happen, a texter says, if the eviction ban is extended, the property owner Owners Association has to challenge uh, this in the courts. Whose property is it anyway? Would it? Would you challenge that in the courts? Well, obviously, I don't represent landlords. I represent agents. But I have agents all of the time who are going out and renting properties. And for landlords and their meeting tenants, obviously, as well. And some of the points that Kieran says, uh, you know, about the, uh, the rent and somebody waiting to get an eviction notice, we recognise these things. And we're quite, landlords, as far as I'm concerned from speaking to them, are quite happy to put in long-term rentals and long-term uh, rules into place to give people a security of tenure. But obviously, they come at a price to the tenant like the very same as commercial rents do. But so they'd they be people, increased, rents would be increased higher, is that what you no, mean? No, I don't mean rents be increased higher. I mean, there could have to be a guarantee of those rents from a landlord's point of view as well. If you have a commercial lease and you rent property for five years or ten years or whatever it is, you can't just walk out with that property tomorrow. You have to, there's, you're bound by a lease and you have to pay for it. And like that doesn't happen in private rental properties. So you have to stay there or pay the rent no matter if you get a job in a different country, is that what you mean? Well, if you get a job in a different country and you move on somewhere else, well then you can come back and you negotiate with the 
landlord, but you can't just walk out of, the, out of that property with a month's notice and forget about it. But, but, but the it way you're happen. describing it, only... the landlord has a hold over you and you, you have to pay a certain amount even though you're in a different country? No, the way I'm describing it is that if somebody wants a long-term rental of a property, there has to be conditions to go with it. And at the moment, the conditions to go with long-term rental is that's what I'm discussing okay. with you as regards commercial oh, properties. Okay. Can I, can but I, I want to say one other thing, Cormac. I just yeah, want to briefly. say one other thing. And uh, Keen is talking about, you know, attracting other people and other properties and everything like that. How can you attract other people into the marketplace at the moment? There's no incentive from the government to bring people into the marketplace as landlords. Mm-hmm. Landlords that are in the marketplace are being tra- treated and talked about like this, that you cannot get back your property if you want it. So how is he going to encourage people to come into the marketplace when in actual fact, when you do put your property up for rent, you can may, may not get it back until such time as the government feel it's the time oh, okay. to get it back. So okay. like, it's not uh, and a that's, a point, that's a point that a number of people have made. Can I ask you very briefly in a word, you've described uh, the reason why you don't want an extension of the eviction ban. You've described an avalanche of homelessness. You would be okay with evicting people into homelessness, uh, all things considered, Pat? Well, like if, 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 for instance, if a landlord wants their property back and they, want, and they have to get it back if they want to live in it themselves or for other reasons, uh, then I think at that particular stage, people will be evicted into homelessness. And there's not, it's not the landlord's fault. Like, what can the landlord do? But like, I know Keen is speaking about kids who are growing up in hotels and everything like that. That's not private landlord's problem. Okay. They okay. do their best in the moment in the marketplace. And there's nothing that, you know, they're, they're doing their very best that they can do. Okay, Pat Davitt, CEO of IPAV, uh, I'll let you away. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. People in Texas, uh, 51551. Keanu Callan, if I may, uh, there's obviously a big story involving the Social Democrats, uh, and I might ask you on that before I let you go. Um, will you be in the running for the leadership? Uh, well, look, I, I think the announcement today from Katrin and Roisin, uh, after almost eight years of, of leadership, uh, you know, is, you know, you look at what they've achieved over the last number of years in terms of getting, you know, growing the party, getting more TDs, councillors elected. Uh, I certainly, in terms of my myself, look, I think today is really about Katrin uh, and Roisin. And look, I'll be... Are you ruling be, yourself out? Uh, I look. I, I'll be talking to supporters in my constituency over the next uh, few days uh, and taking soundings uh, on it. So I'm not ruling myself in or, or out at this stage. Okay. Look, uh, that's all we can ask for. And you won't be. Uh, I suppose it's, it's um, a moot point to ask you if you'll be supporting uh, Holly Kearns, who's uh, mooted in our program earlier uh, by Kira Phelan as possibly the front runner. I, look, I think uh, Holly would be a, a fantastic leader and I, I think we're in a lucky situation where uh, we have a number of uh, TDs I think that would be uh, able to come forward and be good leaders of the party. Okay, so I think that's a good situation be in the race, to be in. You, you could be in the race yourself. Keanu Callahan of the Social Democrats, thank you very much indeed.